Hello and welcome to, I don't even know what to call this one, um, probably makes more sense to be a Be Creative podcast, because I know you more from that yeah. than really anything, um, but you were interested in it from hearing big acronym podcasts, so it's really whatever you want it to be. I was thinking maybe season two. Oh, nice. Season two, episode one. I want to be the star of a new season, so. <laughs> and it's been a long enough break that this would be the next season yeah. of it. So yeah, welcome to season two of the, it's the Big Acronym Podcast, colon, Be Creative Edition, and that'll work. That'll work. Yeah. So I have in front of me Brad Dunn. Hello, Brad. Hey. And coming all the way from Lebanon, Ohio, Mm -hmm. for Brad Dunn. Uh, And this is kind of a fun one for me because I don't know squat about you, really. That's good. I mean, like, you're just a, you're an enigma. Um. Like it's so like rather than me taking a bunch of notes and saying, I need to make sure I ask him these things and whatever. It's it's just blank slate, Brad. Right. Whatever Brad wants to talk about, I'll I'll bounce off of your thoughts and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. So um, the last time I would have really seen you might have just been at camp. Then I guess. Well, so that winter after the 2012 Be Creative camp, you did. Like, I don't remember what you called it. But oh, you Very like Christmas a, Middle. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. At Kendra's house? Uh, Yes. Yeah. I think so. That's right. So, so that would have been the last time. Yeah, and I don't, re- I don't recall a single thing about that night. <laughs> but I know you were there, and I was there. Um, I, uh, and maybe we, Donnie, probably, maybe. There were there were just a handful of people. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, I'd been wanting to do that for two or three years, and it was great that it was cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I sound insulting. You're like, it was great. And I'm like, I don't remember that. <laughs> and there wasn't much to it. I mean, it was like, I wish that it had been more. Right. And I actually talked about it with the kids that we just ended to be creative with, um, doing it again, like where we actually can go to that camp, because that camp is a very central location for all of them, um, where we could even be near heat. Like, we yeah. could actually start a, a fire or whatever in a spot and, you know. Uh, so I think it's going to happen again, yeah. and hopefully we can make that a tradition. Yeah. But so that would have been is that 2013? So well, 2012, 2013. Yeah. The camp was 2012 because it was right after I graduated. Right. So it okay. was like the one year I could go. Um, and then I guess if if it was before Christmas, that would have been 2012. Yeah. You yeah know, okay. So, and you were so I was done as a youth minister there mm-hmm. in 20 2009. So like, I mean, I knew you from the school. Right. You all went to the same school, but. Yeah. I didn't know you really from yeah. other than that. Yeah, I mean, I I would I would say that I was like you know big acronym adjacent mm-hmm. because all the people that you had as students or whatever you would call them, yeah, um, acros, yeah, acros. Yes. See, I, I don't know all the fun <laughs> things. Uh, you know, they were my friends. They were in marching right. band. They were in my classes. They had all the same tastes and things that I did. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why uh, I reached out is because. The first three episodes that you did were with Donnie, Mary Alice, and Dustin. Mm-hmm. And the three of them helped me in so many different ways throughout my life and throughout my spiritual journey mm-hmm. that it's like I would be a shining example <laughs> of the success that you had through being at Spina Church and right. through Big Acronym because it's like they are the ones that touched me in a longer period of time than you did Mm -hmm. because it was you directly at the camp sure but without them i would never have gone oh yeah and it's and it will be better that way because i mean it it 
it should never be about any one person ever. I mean, right. like the, the minister should be ministering to the kids who then become ministers themselves and right. it just continues on forever. So it's way better that it's from them. Um, and yeah, we had sort of a, like a marching band click thing. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't, you don't want to have one style of kid, but the majority of our youth group were, were those, yeah the, the band geek people. Yeah. But I mean, that happens. Right. Know? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shy away from it or pretend that it didn't happen or that I didn't like it because yeah. I was one of those kids too. And you know, I mean, you go with what your strengths are yeah. when you can. Well, and I mean, especially it, it's reflecting more and more in our current culture than it used to. But I feel like, especially in high school and things, like you sort of have to put yourself into a clique and somehow, especially if you're trying yeah. to reach the kids, you got to yeah. try not necessarily try for that, but it's hard to avoid that mm-hmm. because just because that type of stuff happens outside of school doesn't mean that it's going to translate in school. And there were examples of, you know, youth groups and church programs that were for the sportier type of Mm -hmm. people. And, you know, that sort of goes back to the whole reason why you started Beakery in the first place was to give the not sportsy people an excuse for a summer camp. Yeah. The camp had, they had volleyball camp and basketball and uh, soccer. There was like six different sports. I'm like, come on, there's nothing for the artsy kids here. So, They've added a lot more things now. There's like a drama thing, and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of other opportunities for them now, yeah. which is great. Um, and when I actually applied at Sabina, they asked me, like, so wh- how will you reach out to the basketball kids? And I'm like, the fact that I can't play basketball is what gets me to the basketball kids. Yeah. Like, they can show me, mm-hmm. you know. I may not be great at it. I'll go out and play horse with them or something. But, right. you know, that's my connection is that I'm terrible at it. Not that I'm shying away from it. I'm not going to try at it, you know, yeah. so. Well, and, you know, not to sound too dark or anything, but for some kids, like, if if you are at a basketball game, let's say, and their parents never come, mm-hmm. you know, you can serve that role yeah, in their life in a way that sure. can have a amazing effect on them. Yeah, and, I mean, that's more common than ever now. Yeah, and a lot of these kids are being raised by their grandparents. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's for sure real. And this, what we're doing now is becoming like these kids, this is the great equalizer recording podcasts and doing like video YouTube series and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're into. You all, they all want to, they all want to be in a video. Yeah. (laughs) So like this is becoming the way to connect. If I were to ever get back into it again, which I'm actually trying to, um, this is, this is the direction to go with it. It's like to, you bring them all together by recording something where they can all feel like they have a voice in it. Yeah. Well, in, uh, 23rd. Uh, 2014, 2015, you know, I was working retail. I couldn't work or I couldn't go to church on Mm -hmm. Sundays because I was working retail. So it's like I would listen to different churches' sermons and in a podcast Mm -hmm. on a Tuesday. Yeah. You know, whenever I could squeeze it in because I couldn't be in a seat. Mm -hmm. And that's a fantastic tool. And that's way better than like only having people I don't trust on TV <laughs> at the same time as church services, yeah. which never made any right. sense, yeah. you know, so. And they're pushing for that a lot more now. Like, there's a lot of, like, live streaming, uh, like, yeah. you watch it real time, and I, I don't see that there's a need for that necessarily, at least not the way the format of the church is now, but mm-hmm. um, it's becoming more common, like, that we need to be on the air yeah. when the service is happening so you feel like you're engaged more or something. I don't yeah. know. But so let's go back to Brad's spiritual yeah. journey that you talked about there. Where does that begin for you? Yeah, so um, I was raised in 
a household where we didn't go to church because up until like 2007, uh, my parents all worked on Sunday mornings. Mm. But my mom would not let us take the Lord's name in vain or she would make an allusion to a biblical story and she'd be like, what do you mean you don't know that story? And then we would hear it. So it was like, there was a lot of that around, but mm. I, I wasn't So she grew up in it, it then? Not, not so much, but it was just like, she was, she grew up in like the seventies and eighties. So mm. in a, in a rural city. So it was you know, about 20 everywhere. years back past that. Yeah. So she grew up in a household where that was more present. But again, I don't think she really went a lot either. Uh-huh. Um, but it was just absorbed into her life. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And I think some of her earlier relationships were with pretty religious people. Okay. So I think that sort of became part of her with that. Um, so I didn't really actively engage with any of that or even start having conversations or start thinking about it until <clears throat> until I actually had middle school lunch with Donnie. Um, it was a bunch of us. We actually had an acronym for a lunch table. Oh, nice. I want to hear that. Yeah, it was SADBAK. S-A-D-B-B-B-K. He never talked about that. And that was Sam, and Donnie, Brad, Bobby, Becky, and Kyle. And okay. the way that the lunch is, the reason that I could eat lunch with him, because he's a year older than I am, uh-huh. uh, is because at the middle school that we went to, uh, East Clinton, the lunches were structured A, B, and C, but uh-huh. it was completely random. So you would have the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders would all have lunch together. Okay. So it was my seventh grade year, so it'd been his eighth grade year. So that one year we had lunch together. Right. And then eighth who's, grade who's, year who's was, Bobby by the way oh he uh, I don't I think that's the only name I, I don't know of that yeah group. he'll come back okay in the story alright cool <laughs> is Kyle is Kyle Weddington uh, Kyle Brown oh okay I know Kyle Brown too yeah alright yeah. All right, yeah I got all your people then yeah. I'm good until, so, until Bobby comes back sorry yeah go on no you're fine um, and so you know we talked about all kinds of things at that lunch table because you have a year and pe- you got what was that seven different people Seven mm-hmm. different moods. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll quote Family Guy for half an hour, or we'll, <laughs> you know, start talking seventh grade politics, whatever that was at the time. And did this come up organically? Like you all just happen to be around each other and you decide to do this? Or yeah, did I mean, say, hey, it's, let's do this? it's sort of like, you know, the pseudo breakfast club where it's like a bunch of losers sitting mm-hmm. around at lunch tables and then just slowly, like. Just geographic convenience. Yeah, and I think it also may have been like a Venn diagram absorption to where it was like one group was here, one group was here, and then we all sort of like met mm-hmm. in the middle and then started our own. I love group. the middles. <laughs> right. So it, uh, I think that was sort of my first like scholastic inkling was talking mm-hmm. to eighth grade Donnie about it, which probably wasn't very deep, but in my mind, oh, yeah, that's was, fresh for Donnie. That would have been the beginning of it. Yeah. Of his journey. So, yeah. Um, and then my first like church, church experience was with my dad and stepmom. Um, and they started to go to a Church of Christ. I'm not going to say which one. Um, and it was uh, what me and some of my college friends have started to lovingly refer to as prayer chain churches, where they call and they gossip, mm-hmm. but they say, oh, pray for this person, yeah. you know, that type yeah. of crap. Yeah. And the, the one I hate the most is Traveling Mercies. Mm-hmm. Pray for Traveling Mercies because my daughter is going to Bermuda and then to the Bahamas and then to what? Mm-hmm. Like, you're just wanting to tell me all the awesome places yeah. your daughter is going. And so the, the preacher of that church started to 
show up at my dad's house more and more frequently mm-hmm. to check in because my dad wasn't going as often as my stepmom. And then they were eventually asked to stop coming because they were living together but weren't married. Oh, okay. So uh, that's where my hatred of institutional gotcha. Christianity gotcha. started. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It... What was their intent for coming to visit? Uh, was it just that they hadn't seen him? Or, like, was he involved somehow in, like, leadership or something that they like he was, like, leading a group or... No, I, I, think, I think it started out as my stepmom saying, like, can you try to convince this mm. thick-headed man to come back to church? Okay. And then, and again, this is a very biased opinion, but I think it, it sort of turned into, like, mm, what are they What are they doing? How, mm. What's their living yeah. situation? But I, I could be completely yeah, reading into right. that, you know. But it... Uh, so that was the end of that. Yeah, and it left a sour taste in my mouth. Sure. As it should. Yeah. But... Uh, that didn't stop my interest in religion as a whole. Uh, I sort of had, from there, I sort of had a similar journey to how Donnie did, where it was like, I'm going to study everything, everything I can. Yeah. Um, Which is own, very healthy. Most people don't encourage it, but... Yeah, it's it's crazy because it helped me sort of define where I stand with religion and mm-hmm. help me sort of put into words what I think... A religion should be and what a godlike figure should be mm-hmm. and what my role should be and I think that's where you get a lot of traditional Christians saying like well that's not the way that we've done it before yeah. but it's like it's also 2018 you know right. yeah. and there's um, I mean the people in the church that would tell you that you shouldn't go down these different routes and like study other things like if you were to take 10 of them and poll them about what they believe specifically, they would all have a different answer. Yeah. That there's there's going to be little tiny variations. Right. And it, it's only until you bring that out that you realize that we're all a little different. We're all yeah. st- we're all trying to search it out and figure right. it out. So. And I think there's a lot of people that refuse to do the research or refuse to stand up for what they believe in. Mm-hmm. I've left two different church services in the middle of sermons. Because what I was hearing was so outlandish, I, I couldn't sit there any longer. You know, spouting political viewpoints in yeah. the middle of a sermon is going to get me to leave, regardless <laughs> of if I agree with it or not. Sure, wrong. yeah. It's you just know? the wrong direction. Right. It's, you, can't, you can't give me Old Testament verses and say we have to vote a certain way mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. That's not a church I'm going to go to. Right. You know, so. But um, my Uncle Pat is a gay man and I I went to him for like religious advice because you know where I grew up and where you were uh, the youth minister Mm -hmm. they weren't the exact same towns that you were in Spine I was in New Vienna but they were basically the same thing yeah they're sort of sister towns yeah so it was not a very welcoming place or mindset yeah you know this would have been I don't know, three or four years after the first state legalized gay marriage. So Mm -hmm. it was sort of a popular topic of the time. Sure. And my Uncle Pat bought me a book called Eastern Religions. And it talked about Taoism, Buddhism, Hinduism, Confucianism, and Shinto. Okay. So those were the first ones I sort of looked at. But it was a book that was maybe 400 pages, and they tried (laughs) to squeeze in five different religions. So it was just sort of like a, a quick little taste. Right. But it was, you know, my first sort of like academic 
research into it. But and it's it's flipping a switch in your own for your own self that you like there's there's um like inquisitive mode and there's mm-hmm. just living mode like the people who are like hungry for it mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're hungry for like if you flip that switch yeah. it opens up something you weren't you were blocking out already yeah. so it doesn't matter what you're studying really yeah. it starts that path for you right and that's that's where my you know study of i i don't want to sound pompous when i say this but that's why i like intellectual christianity mm-hmm. because we read and we discuss and we don't just read the same verses in matthew like yeah. we dive into judges and we're like what the heck is this <laughs> you know like what's going on right. who are these people like we have we don't necessarily try to apply that but we try to understand why it was there mm-hmm. or we have conversations about you know how can there be jesus quotes in the first four books of the new testament when all that was recorded 80 to 150 sure. years later like yeah. Those are the conversations I want to have with people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have conversations about how we should abide by the Beatitudes because I know that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like day one stuff. Right, exactly. And I love the Beatitudes, but yes. Yeah, me too, it's, But it, 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 and it's good to go back to it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's sort of like if you go to a college lecture, you don't want them to go over your homework. You right. want them to continue the education. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's what church should be is a continuing and, education. And they trust that you are studying on your own and you're doing right. it on your own. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so from there, I started to have more and more conversation with Donnie. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have the first NIV hardcover Bible that he gave me to flip through. Um, mm-hmm. and then some friends of mine from Nuviana actually started our own little youth group. Okay. Um, Ali Noggle, who was like the most religious person in our marching band from Nuviana, uh, I don't want to get in a fight with anyone by saying <laughs> that, but from my perspective, she was. And, uh, you know, her and her family were upset with the state of most youth groups because it's like, on the one hand, you have youth groups that color, mm-hmm. and then on the other hand, you have youth groups that sit around and watch TV. Yeah. And, you know, she was looking for the same sort of thing that I was when right. it comes to any sort of religious group where it's like, we want to have the conversation. Yeah. And so we started meeting at her house. Um, you know, with Sam and Ann and Bobby, Bobby Williams, he, he was there a lot. And, you know, we, we all sort of had that we sort of came into our own versions of Christianity, our own understanding of Christianity because mm-hmm. of that. That's because, really cool. you know, Matt is, Matt is Allie's dad, Matt and Allie and their family is a little bit stricter than I am personally. Mm-hmm. You know, they abide by a lot of the social norms that come with traditional Christianity that I don't necessarily subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was nothing out of the norm. And we would sit there and, you know, curse like pirates and <laughs> talk about gay sex and, like, yeah. get all that out there because yeah. we all need to address that. Yeah, no reason to, to tiptoe around stuff. Right. It's, you know, and especially for confused high schoolers. Yeah. You know, it's like we need to talk about some of this stuff. <laughs> but the reason I liked it so much is because he had a bucket. Uh-huh. And we would write down whatever question we had, and we'd put it in the bucket, and he would draw a question out, and that's what we would do. Okay. It could be one question. It could be three. Who, who wrote the questions? Any of us that okay, were Okay, so you put them in. You write yeah. your own and put them in. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, there were times where it was more life-oriented, and there were times where it was literally like, what does this Bible verse mean? Mm-hmm. How does this make sense? You know, is this applicable? That type of stuff. Yeah. And... You know, that's 
the closest thing that I think that I could come to as a new Vienna big acronym, basically. And, you know, the bonds that we had there, I would assume, would be paralleled to the things that For your sure. youth group experienced. Like, and I went to Allie's like wedding. Do, and you got to do more with it than we could. Because, like, I mean, I'm, I was under, like, an umbrella of, yeah. you know, this structure. You know, the elders are overseeing what I'm doing. Where, right. like, I had, I didn't want to do, like, pizza party youth ministry. Like, I, I, right. I hated the thought of it always being you know, base level, let's just keep reiterating the same Jesus loves you story. Right. Um, but, you know, you're always having new kids coming in and you have to keep this like structure that, you know, we are the formal youth ministry of the Sabine Church of Christ and the kids are supposed to go somewhere with that. And like, so there's that, that dichotomy of, I want to go deeper, but I have to keep them still engaged. Right. And, and yeah, I, I fought with that a lot. And yeah. it sounds like, but if you're doing it from a house, right. there's no rules. I mean, you can, you can yeah. be as hard as you want to be with it. And, yeah. And it was awesome. Like her mom was yeah. stay at home mom, so like we would show up after school. And there'd be a home cooked meal. Mm-hmm. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that literally is what the church began as, and probably really would be the healthiest as today. Right. But. And for three, four years after I graduated and had moved on, he Matt, her dad would still text me every Sunday, mm-hmm. some Bible verse or something. That's I mean, awesome. he's. Like you said, he's a little bit headstrong and a little bit more involved with some mm. of the social norms than I ever would be. But he's such a shining example of if you say it and you believe it, you better live it, mm-hmm. you know. And he's they're some of the sweetest people I've ever met. All of them. I don't know that I've ever totally met awesome. any of that family before. Yeah, it's. I think it was a little bit. It was after you'd left, and it was twenty-five miles away. Uh, yeah. Um, and th- I think that's one thing that really, you know, has got me thinking over the years is like, if I was in Sabina, mm-hmm. if that would have changed things or how that would have changed things, because my mom was not willing to drive a round trip of 40 miles right. three, four times a week for right. me to be involved in something in Sabina. So, yeah. you know, we were sort of stuck to our, what we had, but, um, Yeah. I, I learned a lot from them and continuing to talk with Donnie and starting to talk a little bit with Mary Alice. Um, but she was, she was a little scary at times. Mm. You know? well, she, she started high school as a sophomore or junior or she's, so she graduated two years before I did, I think. I don't remember now. I think two. So I saw her for two years in concert band and around, uh-huh. you know, lunch, a couple things. So yeah. she didn't do marching band, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I should. I know feel bad because I was the drum major for three years. So I just <laughs> remember everyone that was in it. But yeah, I don't, I don't think she it's did. Been so long. But I mean, like she was homeschooled for a long time, and they came in when she was in in high yeah. school. I I'm thinking she just had two years at East Clinton, maybe three. Sorry, Mary Alice, if you're listening, and I don't yeah, know, I know enough about your history. I should know. I just, I just spent a week with her. I should know better. <laughs> I know, but I feel yeah, so she bad. does. She's one of the ones that does my first be creative camp. Yeah. So. Well, and I don't know if you know this or not, but um, after 2008, all four of my parents lost their jobs because of Airborne leaving. Oh, okay. And so we were not well off for a right. very long time, and it was actually Mary Alice that paid my way to be Creek. Wow. Like she was like, I haven't i'm behind on my tithes so <laughs> this is my uh you know rebuttal to that that's awesome she's she's one of the coolest people i know yeah she still looks like a junior hire but she's 
one of the coolest adults that I know. But I, there was, there was, I have so many things I want to say. Uh, there was one Christmas where uh, Donnie was being kind of a Scrooge, mm-hmm. and I know why. But you know, I was like, "Why are you talking this big Christian game? And you're hating on Christmas, buddy. You can't do that." <laughs> so uh, I took it upon myself to adopt him for Christmas that year. And I took him to my grandparents' house for Christmas Eve, and they all got him a little something. Oh. And I gave him my guitar that I wasn't using, mm-hmm. and he won fifty dollars on a scratch off. You know, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when we took him back to his house, you know, we gave him a box of food and things. And uh-huh. I don't know if I would have done that if it wasn't for him, you know, emulating that type of behavior in the first place. Right. And like with Dustin, uh, you know, he was such an amazing, I didn't know him religiously at all, but he was such an amazing leader and such an amazing man when it came to marching band uh-huh. that like when it came time to him being at B Cree with me, it was just like, this is my dude. This is awesome. Yeah. I love this because it completed the picture of him. It sort of showed where all that came from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, that goes back to what I talked about earlier of like seeing your work through yeah. other people. Yeah. they if, if they're if they're living it, I mean that becomes just as much a ministry as them st- right. sitting down with you and telling you stuff. It's right. just you see it in their life, you know. Yeah. So, and cool. just to wrap up my religious path, I guess, <laughs> um, you know, it was. This is going to sound like a humble brag, but I promise you, it's not. <laughs> the day that we were finishing up signups for a day of silence that I was organizing to uh-huh. to speak out, quote unquote against gay bullying okay. was the same day that I found out I was officially valedictorian. Oh. And five minutes after that conversation, while I was still doing sign-ups, I had a little voice in the back of my head that said, none of this matters. And not in like a depressive way, yeah, but like a sort of enlightening way of like, there's so much more to come. Yeah, yeah. And that was just so it's encouraging. Just one moment. And- yeah, and that's... I don't know where that voice came from, but I'm going to, you know, ascribe that to some sort of religious intervention. And uh-huh. from there, it was just like, let's go, buddy. <laughs> you know, let's Bring let's it. crack that spine. Yeah. Let's start reading. Yeah. That's and, awesome. you know, that's why I started bugging people about B Cree. And, you know, that's how I ended up at that camp. So cool. yeah, it was it was. Uh, I mean, I, I knew you like I knew who you were when you were there, but I mean, yeah. I. I I more was just like okay I'm like so Dustin Dustin and Mary Alice were both there they were counselors the, yeah yeah at that year and so like it, it's more for them just to you know they can they can work more yeah. directly with you than I can and I'll just you know make sure everything's yeah. okay <laughs> well it's funny you say that because like yes they did a lot of work but I had more conversation with Dave than anything oh gosh yes everybody loves Dave yes and that's that was like probably one of maybe two years where I had two other male staff with me mm-hmm. which was way over what our like ratios were because it was probably only like three boys at the entire camp but well it, i think there was i think there was four because it was me it was steven crouch it was steven rupp uh-huh. and then there was that was the only year that steven rupp went I it think, was the yeah. stranger boy from hillsborough i think his name was dakota yeah we had a dakota um, a, a lot of the like the younger was, boys cool. would only come one time yeah. we didn't get a lot of return boys yeah but Um, Well, and it made sense for me personally because I've always been the type to get along with girls. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, 
I have two guy friends. One was my forced roommate when I went to UC, mm-hmm. and the second was his best friend. Yeah. So I'm the same way. You know, just, it's, you relate better with girls, and yeah, you know, if especially if you're like a conversationalist, like yeah, girls are more into talking than right. guys are. Yeah, generally speaking, right? Yeah, I, I don't know that there's a single person that's been through Be Creative that saw Dave that doesn't think that he's yeah. amazing. Like they all, they're like, "Where's Dave?" Like every week at camp, we do, "Where's Dave?" He's yeah. not coming. He lives so far away. Right. He's busy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and uh, I got to play Quake Two with you and Dave mm, after the fact gosh, too, yes. so that was awesome. That helped. Oh, Quake Two. Um, so it's really funny because so the one of the first times I played with you two, I was actually on a college trip to UC. Mm-hmm. So I took my laptop. Every we were staying on campus that night because it was a two day thing. Yeah. So everyone in the dorm was like, "Let's go party with the college kids." And I was like, "I gotta play Quake too. I got better things." That's, to do. That was a wise choice, my friend. Wise choice. That's what we did in college. We we didn't go out. We played Quake too. Yeah. Well, as I get older, I play more and more games because yeah. going outside is so much work. It's so hot. And yes. There's so many people. Forget that. I I tried getting into Fortnite a couple yeah. of months ago. Like because I love that that idea of like survival right. and elimination and, uh, but I found myself like watching YouTube videos on how to do it better, like strategies for like how to build things and survive better and where the places were to go. And I just stopped. I'm like, if I have to watch videos on how to do a, this game better, no, no, mm-hmm. we're walking away from this whole thing. I haven't right. played since, and my son plays it, but. Like I just I I would rather just before I even get into it before it becomes a thing I'm just walking yeah. away. So yeah, now I get that. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of things that I can't I can't play because I don't have the reflexes and that sort of falls mm-hmm. in that category. Yeah, you gotta be snap on that. I'm not good at that. You gotta think really fast on your on your feet for. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of other games that are just good though. So. Yeah. Do you remember the theme? For B Cree twenty twelve, the one you were at yeah. was closer. Yeah, yes, I I'm actually pretty good had, with those things. Do you remember the the like the the stage in that main room that we were at, and you had like there? I don't know if you put it there or if it was already there. Uh, some sort of like puppet show. Uh, yeah, we setup. we created a little puppet stage because that yeah. was that was supposed to be our. That was one of the twist things. Is that like every day we wanted you guys to be creative and make a like a puppet show with your little sock puppets, but then in the end, you were supposed to realize that you were in fact doing the same. Like I wanted you guys every day to do this like journey where you were climbing a hill, and then on the last day you climbed a hill. Like you literally climbed mm-hmm. a hill. So like there was the scale of you have little pet ants that you're taking care of in your jars, mm-hmm. and then you did your sock puppet thing, and then you became like ants on a hill climbing. Hmm. So it was all supposed to tie together. It didn't always work right, but it was yeah. supposed to tie together. Well, I just remember draped over that you had, you had closer, and mm-hmm. then every day you would add a letter. Yeah, they, it would change. Yeah. And the best thing, and I had it up in my bedroom until it fell off the wall and one of the dogs ate it. I actually had that letter thing, uh-huh. but I had the last day. I had chosen. Chosen. Yeah, the one that wasn't even a word. Yes, chosen. Because I just I remember the exact moment you unveiled that because like you twisted your head so far yeah. that your neck was gonna snap. You're like chosen. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, there was uh, what closet was one of them. Closet closed. Closed. Was Uh, it just those four? There would have been four. Then yeah, it was those four. Yeah. It's so crazy to think about because in my head that was like six months. That wasn't three days or four days or whatever. Oh my gosh, yes. They go so long sometimes. Like you just, and then there's some that are over before you even think about it. 
but I, I also remember from that year, um, I had, I did little video things at the beginning that were like, you're watching this like silent video that's like explaining stuff and giving images and, and like lessons about things. And then it would go to like a, a up of something and it would pan out mm-hmm. and like, people were trying to guess when they, when they thought they, mm-hmm. the thing was. And one of them, one of the things that I did was a lesson about Bill Cosby. Because oh he always used to wear this little pin mm-hmm. on every on every episode of the show. He had this little pin that said SD on it for Sammy Davis Jr. And I thought that was a really cool thing. And that was before Bill Cosby right, became yeah. awful. Like, that was like the last good thing to happen with Bill right. Cosby. Yeah, before he became the worst man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a year that we did try really hard. Like, where we tried to make all the parts of it fit together. And yeah. There are some years we, like we just phone it in and like, okay, let's just be creative and have fun. And yeah. you know, there's not like a ton of cohesive theme stuff happening, yeah. but that one there was. Well, and it's, it's hard for me to objectively say, cause that was my one and only mm-hmm. one. You picked and a good one. There was so <laughs> many, but there was so many moving parts to that. Where you know, some people were always like, you know, this is when this happens and that's when it yeah. happens. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff that was repeating, but I'm sure it was somehow changed or like turned mm-hmm. on its head, mm-hmm. but it was, simple enough for other people that had been there to be like this is the time we do this yeah but to me it was all new mm-hmm. so it was all amazing yeah those people that can tell you when the twist is going to happen those people irritate me like yeah. i don't want it to be that like structured that they know yeah. oh it's five minutes after dinner he's gonna throw a surprise at us like yeah. uh, whatever yeah but it was um you know i'm such a <laughs> cynical person when it comes to any sort of organized religious event because mm-hmm. of the things that i've gone yeah. through that it was like it was comforting to me to be able to like talk to tish or corinne and be like okay what's the gimmick here what's going on <laughs> so that way i could at least know that ahead of time yeah and just like let my arrogance go and just embrace it yeah you know and without without someone doing that i'd be sitting there going the whole time like okay yeah, what's, what's the point what's the hidden agenda here yeah and where they're going with this yeah you know we've we've tried to every year refine it a little better to make it absolutely yeah. what we believe in and what we stand for yeah. and um, we're very close. I think it's still yeah. there's a little bit to go, but we've really fallen into a niche that I like. Where every every year, like we've just we're hitting stuff that we've wanted to do for a long time, and yeah, yeah it's getting somewhere good. Yeah. Well, and you're so tech savvy that it's just like you can yeah. make something out of nothing with just a few parts. Yeah. And you know, here we go. May not be understood by everybody, but <laughs> we'll try. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ended up getting a job in IT, so mm. you know, I was pretty apt to all of that stuff that was going on. Yeah. But, and uh, before we move on too much from Beecree, uh, I talked about Donnie and Mary Alice and Dustin, but Tish also got me through a very rough time in my life. Really? Um, when I first went to college. So you stayed talking to her then? We talked almost every night. Really? For hours. Tish? Yes. Huh. Because I am not a very sociable person uh-huh. and trying to adjust to college where I had all kinds of friends in high school and I was never at home. I was always out doing some something uh-huh. to going to college and trying to find my place and being cooped up in my dorm room and watching seasons of TV and being sad before I go to sleep. Uh-huh. I would call Tish. We would talk. <laughs> That's really and, cool. I, 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 I never pictured Tith, Tish outside of, yeah. I mean, I knew where she was from. I knew a little bit about her, but uh, she was always just a yeah. camp only person for me and like we were friends a little bit on Facebook but yeah. I never really interacted with her so it's yeah, cool she was she was a, a year under me and her senior year which my freshman year of college um, she had an ROTC event mm. slash dance I think it was 
I think it was her graduation from ROTC mm-hmm. or just a award ceremony or something. But like I went there with her oh. as her plus one and like hung out with her family. That's really cool. It was awesome. That's cool. It was totally awesome. And you know, it's it's crazy to think about all the people in your life that have such a substantial impact that just drift with time. Yeah. And that or that you only met from one week of something that Yeah, four days. Yeah. You know, like we talked close. on the phone more than we saw each other in person. That's awesome. I wonder if the people like from like Survivor are like that. Like because they spend just a month of just around each other all the time if like they're still friends even years well later. I mean you hear stories of celebrities all the time where it's like we were on a sitcom for 12 seasons together mm. but I don't know how much of that is like press to like make people happy yeah. to be like oh they're gonna do a reunion right yeah I'm sure and how much of that is true but yeah, I feel really like cool. it has to be it's all I mean there's no way you could be around someone that that long and that enclosed of a place yeah. and not just inherently develop some sort of a closeness yeah. Well, I mean, going from going from hearing a voice in my head to being baptized within two months is, <laughs> is pretty intense, yeah. you know, and having Dustin be the one that dunks me uh-huh. and, you know, having Tish save me from going crazy or doing something really stupid with my life, <laughs> you know, like that type of stuff is so crazy just to think about. Yeah. That you're like, you back it up to like just one what seemed like tiny decision that led to a thing 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 and then it all falls into place to be where you are now right who you are now yeah and it's really I think I always enjoy doing that like looking back and trying to find the dumbest thing that Mm -hmm. like can change my life like I can go back and say like oh family guy saved my life because Uh Donnie and I joked about family guy jokes all the time and that's why I started talking to Donnie and that took me down my path so it's like thank you family guy I guess but no, that's that's totally true. That I mean, even like what seem like negative things or things you should reject at the time. I mean, not yeah. not engaging in sin, but just like yeah. things that would be. Some people say, "Oh, we we don't touch that. We don't talk about that. We right. don't. This is not. You should be away from this." Mm-hmm. Those little things sometimes. Yeah, well, and I think I think the mental illnesses that I have also are inspiring in a way mm-hmm. because I have. I have a voice in my head every morning and every night before I go to sleep. It's like, why don't you end this now? <laughs> that's like, not a good in voice. all seriousness, like that's I hear that all the time. Really, right before I go to sleep and as soon as I wake up. But I'm not the type of person to let that voice in me. I'm like, screw you, yeah. jerk. Yeah. Except I say worse things. Sure. Than that. Screw sure. you, jerk. It's your own head. You're allowed to, <laughs> you're allowed to say what you want. You know, so it's it's like that spite keeps me moving uh-huh. and I, I I'm not trying to say that every person with mental illness needs to handle it that way but for me right. that's how I've come to handle that it's right. like screw you depression I'm going to work today I'm going to make right. something of myself today you're you're embracing the challenge and fighting right. through it yeah that's awesome it's the same sort of reason why I fought to become valedictorian because my stepmom was like I know you can do it mm-hmm. and I was like you're damn right I can absolutely of course I can you know <laughs> so it's, it's it's a good attitude to have. It can get you in trouble, but sure. it's generally pretty good. I had a, I had a boss once that she had this book about what drives different people. Like that, there's every worker has something that motivates them, and it's mm-hmm. different. Like some people want the praise, some people are afraid of failure, some people it's just monetary. And then me, she's like, you are challenge driven. Like you want to be given a challenge. Yeah. 
and that's why you work is to prove that you can do something right so I end up saying yes to a lot of things I shouldn't say yes to just because yeah. I'm like yeah I can do that too well sure I'll do that right. too why not I did the same thing last week there was someone that came in and wanted a print job done mm-hmm. and uh, they had a sketch of a logo and I'd never made a logo before. I'd never opened Illustrator, but yeah. I recreated that logo, and they loved it. That's awesome. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, Bring it. whatever. It, it, I tell myself, it's like, if someone else has done this before, like, well, they've done it, so I can do it too. Yeah. yeah. It's also 2018, and I can Google search everything. <laughs> I learned that from computer You can watch a step-by-step YouTube video to, to right. build a car from scratch if you right. wanted to. Right. Well, and that's, that's what I've always said is like, you know, for me – I have slight color blindness, so I could never do true graphic design work because, okay. like, complementary colors, sometimes it's like, no, they're the same color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Like what specifically? It, or is it a, it's a specific color? severely do-tan color blindness. What is it? Do-tan. Do-tan? D-E-U-T-A-N. I don't know what that it's is. It's like the blue-green-ish oh, colors. Okay. Yeah. That field. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, do tan is supposed to be like red green but like i don't have a problem with all of that it's like uh-huh. the green blues i don't know it's all confusing so different me. shades in that spectrum of green and blue right and it's hard similar. to explain because some people are like oh, are you a dog you see black and white I'm like yeah. no that's not what yeah, it yeah. is like if, if you hand me a box of crayons that's 96 colors uh-huh. i could probably make you a good 16 color crayon box out of that okay like there's a lot of shades in between that are just lost on me gotcha if you hand me a true blue and a true green, I can tell you the difference. Uh-huh. But if you hand me a turquoise, I don't know if that's a turquoise. Hmm. It could be the blue. It could be the green. Interesting. If that makes any sense. It does. I, and I've never really heard it, but I've never, definitely never heard the yeah. Dutan phrase before. Yeah. Yeah, that's the official diagnosis. Interesting. Learning all sorts of stuff about yeah. that. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Um, uh, I accidentally was in some of your stuff. Yeah. Um, I listened to Dustin's podcast again yesterday, uh-huh. and he talked about the three-hour famine. I did that two years. I didn't know that was associated <laughs> with you at all. My friends well, I mean, were doing it. I didn't it. create it, but right, uh, but like for our youth, we got it going for our youth. Yeah. They'd never done it before. Before that, but, yeah. I mean, it's a national thing for sure. Right, but I I found out after the fact. It was like, oh yeah, like Sean organized this, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so cool. you did it while we were doing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I collected like $10, but cool. I, I didn't eat. I, I did the principle of it. <laughs> I remember one year we did it where we had a bunch of like paper chain links that went all around the cafeteria of the high school. I don't remember that. That may have been before I was in high school. It fell down after a day, yeah. but they let him put it up. It yeah. was a... Because I'm... So Dustin was... He graduated three years before I did. Mary uh-huh. Alice was two. Uh, Donnie was one. So you took over Field Commander right after Dustin did? Yes. Okay. It was throughout the entirety of my high school career, uh, there was never one Field Commander like with him. We always had two. Oh, okay. Partially for leadership responsibilities, but also because we were getting bigger and doing yeah. funkier things. So we sure. needed two people. Like one in the front, one in the back? Or? Yeah, or like if most of the band is on the 30-yard line on one side, we have someone standing over there to make okay. it easier to see. Yeah. Gotcha. But it was... You know, it was almost always uh, me, a not very strong-willed male, and a very strong-willed fem- female <laughs> to be my counterpart. Yeah. So it was always like mommy and daddy, but the roles were reversed right. a little bit. 
you know, I, I sat down with particular sections of the band and had heart-to-hearts to be like, you need to stop yelling at each other. We're going to talk right now, and we're going to yell, mm-hmm. and we're going to curse, and we're going to get this out of our system so we can move on with our lives, and we're going to work through this. And, like, you know, the my counterpart would just be like, shut up! Good <laughs> <laughs> cop back so, Right. You know, we, we tried our best with that. But it was almost always, like, super close friends of mine. So mm-hmm. we never had a problem with, oh, yeah. like, who was the macho man. Or and anything. that side of the school, I mean, everybody in the band's going to be somewhat. Right. Terrible. I mean, 88 people in my graduating class, it's hard to yeah. hate someone because right. you're going to see them all the time. Totally. Um, your sense of humor rubs off on people, and it's awesome. <laughs> and, like, some of it is amplified by our own sense of humor yeah like there was there was a time where i ran into donnie at iga and sabina he was going to a birthday party so he was trying to find a birthday card Mm -hmm. and i was also in that iga for some reason and we stood there looking at all the greeting cards trying to find the worst one you could give someone for happy birthday (laughs) so it was like to my great aunt yes (laughs) or like sorry for your loss happy birthday like we just we did that for 45 minutes cracking each other up (laughs) We would That's read. A good day. We would read bad Laffy Taffy jokes, but change the punchline uh-huh. to like either incredibly crass things or just to make the joke dumber than it originally was. Usually, mentioning the Holocaust is a good way to go. Yeah, <laughs> there. <laughs> I mean, you know, to make things yeah. ironically funny like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there's there's one I can remember, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's. The main reason I wanted to talk to you was just because, you know, you're going back through and you're looking at all the things that happened with Big Acronym. And like I said, I wanted to come on and talk to you about, well, first off, catch up with you, but Mm -hmm. also just talk to you about, like, the first generation removed from Big Mm -hmm. Acronym. Yeah. And, like, what sort of, like, the lasting effect that you've had indirectly. And that's, that's why I wanted to go back and do it. Like, to see 10 years later, I mean, even if they're not in a youth group anymore, obviously, yeah. what's what's still in them? You right. Know, if there's anything that actually came from that environment right. yeah. that's still and, with them. Yeah, I mean, what I've done in Christianity has been bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, I have very seldom consistently gone to a Sunday service because it's not what I'm looking for. Right. I would, in high, my senior year... And over that summer, I volunteered at the Wilmington House of Prayer, which was started by Robin from Dove Church. I don't know if you recognize that name or not. No. Okay. It was uh, probably the most unique church I've ever been to because they would have, they had a head pastor, head preacher, but Mm. every Sunday it would be someone else giving the message. Yeah. And there would be like kids during worship there there was an actual band like it wasn't a choir Mm -hmm. uh, which I wasn't too big a fan of but like there'd be people dancing there'd be people like standing up and worshipping and then there'd be people like me like sitting down enjoying the music Mm -hmm. and everyone was like awesome we're glad you're here no one would be like why aren't you standing or why aren't you sitting so it was awesome for that but it you know again like if you have revolving sermons like that you know how Mm -hmm. deep can someone really go you know but it was more like people sharing their testimonies and stuff a little bit yeah you know, people that had done it a lot, 
Mm-hmm. You know, like how many times can you share testimony? So like if it was their 10th time up there, they'd be like, you know, I read Luke this week and they mm-hmm. would just like go off that way. Yeah. But it was still really cool because seeing other people's spiritual journeys and being like, why did, why did this passage passage speak to you this week? Mm-hmm. You know, why did that happen? And can that help me in some way? Can I mark that for later? You mm-hmm. know, can I, I'm, I write my Bible. Can I star yeah. that for later? Yeah. You know, so I, I've always enjoyed stuff like that. But the House of Prayer in Wilmington, at least upon its initial inception, and for the first three or four years, maybe even five, it was open 24-7. Oh, okay. And it was staffed by volunteers. And Where was it at? It, do you remember uh, Murphy, obviously? Yeah. So right across the street um, and down the road a little bit, it was the store center right next to the General Denver. Okay. And it's still there, but the volunteers aren't there. So, so were there people manning it? Yeah. 24-7? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There was there was a wonderful woman named Jean that did four or five hours a day. Hmm. Uh, she had to stop for health reasons. There was a guy that would do almost all the overnights, and he was a college student. Mm-hmm. And so he was doing college full-time. So he would, like, be there all night and study and then do morning classes and sleep in the afternoon. That's cool. Um, that would have been me. If <laughs> yeah. We used to do uh, – there was a thing where um, they'd read the Bible, like – it was in the middle of Georgetown, Ohio. Like every year, they'd read the Bible from beginning to end through a, like a microphone into the town, like just like a little PA system. And you signed up for time to do it. And I'd always be like, "Just give me like three a.m. to five a.m." And I'll just yeah. when it's just like the you know the quiet town, I can feel like I'm the only voice out there. And like I'm awake anyway. Just let me do it. Yeah, I'm a young kid, so I did. I did. F- I did twice a week. I did Friday mornings. It was either six to nine or nine to noon. Hmm. I don't remember which. I think it was nine to noon. And then I would do Sunday nights, nine p.m. to midnight. Now, was there like a, a person in charge of managing the schedule, or is it just whenever you got like there was like a sheet somewhere and everybody's like it was I'll a giant chalkboard? Okay, it was basically like a trust system of like if you write your name on the chalkboard, you're gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was there was a whole like you had to go through minor training and stuff okay. because you know the unfortunate side of our society was like people can come in. No matter what, right. no one can sleep. Don't give people money. Right. We have food. Give them food. You know that that yeah. type of stuff. But yeah, you have to have some sort of system for just about everything. Yeah. Even, if, even if you want to be as natural and real as possible, there's still this yeah. like, what's our emergency procedure if somebody walks in with a gun, or right. where do we tell them to go if they need gas money yeah. or whatever? Well, that was sort of the start of Wilmington's drug problem. So mm. it was like never, ever, ever, ever give anyone any money. Right. Uh, we did keep the fridge stocked. We had coffee going at all times. That's we had all water. you need right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was me the whole yeah. time. I was like, uh, you know, I was doing some work for the company I'm currently working at. I was like data processing. Mm-hmm. And I got like $100 a week. So it was like my tide at the time was always buying coffee and filters. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was... It was so such people a, came in. They could come in for any reason. Were they just coming in for prayer yeah, or whatever, man? Just, just to hang out. Or yeah. So whatever. it was sort of divvied up in three different areas. So as soon as you walked in, there was giant prayer chalkboards. You could write names down. You could write prayer messages. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were sort of divvied up by subject. Um, there were five that were great, and there was one that was like, "Let's pray for legislation." Mm. And it was like, no, that's not. But the the premise of it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was there was like a piano and stuff there. So if people wanted to spontaneously start playing the piano and worship, like go mm-hmm. at it. Just yeah. don't bother anyone else. Sure. 
And then the second room back was an art room. So there was art supplies. And you could leave the art that you made. Huh. And people could donate to get the art. Or, you know, it's a trust system. Yeah. Again, like, just take it. Yeah. And then the final room in the back, there was, like, couches and Christian huh. books. And that's where the, 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 um, the kitchen was. That's really cool. That's awesome. I would imagine there's probably something similar to that in a lot of towns that I just I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I've always felt like Wilmington. I mean, like Joe's Java had such an impact on that town, like yeah. the stuff that they did there, and like with um, our father's kitchen and all that. Yeah. And like just knowing that there are people that are like, yeah, we're just gonna it's open for whatever. You need food, okay? Come on, right. here's, here's some food. Yeah. And it's cool, man. You can't pay, whatever. It's, yeah. You know, and just that that mentality is the church yeah should be the church right and i remember thinking this is really cool for wilmington but i want to believe hopefully that there is yeah something like that in a lot of towns right and i don't want to put my foot in my mouth when i say this but especially in today's political climate it is good to know that there are people in red counties that mm-hmm. aren't monsters because <laughs> you see it on the news all the time where yes, it's like yeah. if someone has an r next to their name they're inherently bad yeah. it's like that's not necessarily true no. You know, especially in Little Wilmington, mm-hmm. you know, it's at least in, I think it was 2008, it was the reddest county in the state. Oh, really? And it still was, granted, it was through the lens of Christianity, which not everyone likes, mm-hmm. but you're right, there was so much good going on. Yeah. And, I, and, and to some extent, there still is, but it is sad to see, because the prayer room was so close to me, it is sad right. to see it, like, be open four to six hours a day now. Yeah. You knew it. You knew it from an entirely different perspective. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Shoot, I just lost it. I was about to say something. Joe's Java, goodness. Uh, it's something about all that. It's so, not foots. that part. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, crud. There's. What happens, like, if you were to just take the entire broad spectrum of quote unquote the church mm-hmm. and like the things that people define as a church and what the outside world that's unchurched sees as the church yeah. you find that the most like powerful stuff um, where like the real change and the real beauty is happening are in those little quiet unadvertised things right. like for example you hear all the time about people people saying like these miraculous things that are happening in other countries. Like I, I want to believe that there's something to be said for that, that, that if you think of all the scriptures about, um, you know, Jesus not wanting the huge crowd to know that he had just performed a miracle or like he needed to slip away because it was getting a little too out of hand or like too crazy. Like that, that is a reflection of kind of what the movement of Christianity is supposed to be that, it's not supposed to be the huge broad spectacle spectacle that's advertised and like, you know, we don't need matching t-shirts with a TV camera on us showing the good that we're doing building a house, but that the, the real changes are happening in those little 4am guy walks into a a building that's open for coffee just to talk for five seconds with somebody. Yeah. Um, those are, that's like the humble Christianity that is really intended to be Christianity. Right. Um, but then there's this like, okay, well, how do we, how do we do more of that without advertising it, without building it into something right. that makes it more than that? Yeah. I, so I think we're just, you know, we're all supposed to just focus on our own individually of like, let's mm-hmm. be our own small thing, not worry about the growth, not worry about where does it go from here? Like, right. how can we just be that little unadvertised church 
whatever that is, however that is. I mean, maybe it's just we have an office building that people can come in and read scripture together or whatever. And, yeah. then, and that becomes the church. Yeah. And the outside world will just assume that the church is not growing because yeah. it, you know, the mega churches are not whatever. Yeah. Um, but in fact, it would be much stronger than ever because it would yeah. be a lot of just those little individual yeah. things. And that's, that's something that I've had rattling around in my head a little bit is, you know, we hear all the time about all the horrible, horrible things that may or may not be happening, like in the Church of Scientology or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that happens in our church too. Different names. Yeah, yeah right. You know, the, all the all the cover-ups in Catholicism and moving priests around after they do stuff they're right. not supposed to do. Like, that's the ugly truth of it all. Mm-hmm. And that's why I try not to hold too much of a grudge against someone that says they're a Scientologist. Like, mm-hmm. I would like to believe they're not the ones that are chaining people to walls. Right. And if it helps them become a better person and contribute to our society in a better way, good on them. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to have a conversation with them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like yeah. to maybe open my book and show you some things. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if, if you are helping the greater good, mm-hmm. then I don't see as big of a problem with it as some people do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you don't need to look at it as a threat. I mean, everything can have some good in it for something that leads to an ultimate yeah. beauty of something. Right. I mean, like, all the, there's, there's actually, like, you know, the, the episode of South Park about with the Mormons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, stands just all over this kid. Like, why are you so like this? It's so annoying. And he's like, Hey, my family loves each other and we're, we're, you know, together. And right. How's that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. Screw you, man. You know, right. Yeah. I love that. So, um, so did we get through all of your notes yes. there? You get, did you get through your whole paper done? <laughs> yeah. I got, I got one question. I'll save it for the end. Oh, okay. Well, so I'll, I'll ask you then okay. if we're going to make this half big acronym, mm. Uh, do you have an acronym now, currently? I prepared a statement. You prepared an acronym? Good. Yes. You're the first one. Great. Yes. Well, maybe not the first one. But. Well, also, I had the privilege of listening to the other ones to know mm-hmm. my study material. Yeah, to know that, that it awkward wasn't a silence of figuring me. it out was going to be awful. Okay, tell yeah. me. What you got? Five Ds of dodgeball. No. <laughs> um, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and yes. dodge. Uh, I have be nice. Okay, like B-E? Nice, yes. or just the letter B? Yes, B-E nice, okay. which stands for be everything nobody intentionally created, ever. Intentionally created, comma, ever? Period, ever. Period, period. ever. Okay. <laughs> so one more time, Somebody say it one more time. Be everything nobody intentionally created, ever. <laughs> That's a hard one. Like I'd have to write that out and look at it, I think. So basically, it's like, obviously, be nice. Yeah. Be nice. Hey. Uh, but the other thing is like embrace your individuality okay. without in pushing your individuality on others. Know who you are. Be strong in who you are. Mm-hmm. And don't let other people get you down in that. While at the same time realizing we live in a society and that in order to be nice, sometimes you have to stifle that a little bit mm-hmm. for the greater good. Because I think there's a lot of that going on now where it's like, especially identity politics, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that, where people are so headstrong on one or two ideas that they shut down conversation because they disagree on one thing. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure me and you disagree on many things in life. Probably, yeah. We agree on other things. Yeah. And we can be amicable and we can talk about those things. 
And so I don't want to let my individuality get in the way of having a conversation with someone. Because in the end, it it's all either moving you forward or separating you from each other. And it's like, yeah. why not keep trying to move forward? Right. It's, it's just the natural way to go with yeah. stuff. So. Well, and I've spent a lot of my life alone, and I don't mm. want to be alone. You know, I want a community. I need a community of people. Even if it's one person, <laughs> I count that as a community. It is. I mean, you know? yeah, it's... It's, and it's better than zero for yeah, sure. If, if we're too if we're too strong and we think of ourselves as being too perfect, mm-hmm. that can really destroy any relationship. Yeah, friendship, romantic, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It should it should never. I mean, I, I catch myself all the time thinking of, like, even with like my camps and stuff. There there are times when, I I get upset about things not working right with camp, where I feel like the reason I'm upset is because. I'm expecting it to go a certain way. It didn't. And then I, I, I find out after I think about it, that it was, it was actually, I was pointing it more at myself, like that the kids weren't, the kids weren't taking in the way I wanted it done or the way yeah. I was saying it or whatever. And it, I was making it more about me than I should have. And like, you just got to step away and be like, okay, I've, I've, I've put out something and I'll be here to like, kind of, to kind of try to help, keep it moving forward but it should never be this is the way it has happened and it's got to come through me and yeah. it should never be about any one person right. we should always be trying to yeah. to be together in some way right and also i think a lot of people especially in my own personal life a lot of people don't want to embrace the fact that they're not perfect mm-hmm. or take time for self-reflection yeah and there's a lot about me that i don't like but i'm trying my darndest to figure out <laughs> what i can do about that mm-hmm and I, I try to strive forward with that. Maybe not every day, mm. but I at least reflect upon that every day yeah. to be like, can I make better choices? You know, that's that's why I started this diet that I'm on. It's like it's not about looks. It was like I'm getting winded. I'm starting mm. to dislike yeah. myself because it's like right. stairs are hard now. Why is that? <laughs> so I, I made a step toward self-improvement. Right. But not selfish self-improvement. It's, it's right. just for a, a greater good of... I can yeah. be I can be more productive to the world if right. I'm yeah and if interpersonally if I'm around longer yeah you know I can I can stay alive as long as you know my girlfriend maybe wife <laughs> you know like that yeah. would be a good thing yeah actually see each other in the old age right great. yeah yeah not die at McDonald's at 50 I'd like to avoid that <laughs> if I could wouldn't we all yeah if they kept McRibs around all year round I would die do you think that's why they stop uh, probably <laughs> That's why, like, I would have to just, I would, it would have to be like Fortnite. I would have to be like, yeah. okay, I'm looking for places to go to get to McRibs. Yeah. Just got to turn it off. Right. No more See, McRibs ever. my seasonal item is the Shamrock Shake. Uh, I never so, had one. Never cared to. Don't, don't do it. Is it mint? I don't even yeah, know. It's mint. Okay. Yeah. Which I don't like mint things, but I think it's because like my brain is tricked because like it's McDonald's. It has yes. to be good. Yes. <laughs> so I, I eat them anyway. So now even like the words or mm-hmm. just the color green, if you could see that color, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you see a shamrock shake color as being mm. like it? I'm hungry. You picked <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. I, I tempted you. I'm sorry. Dang it. You have to wait till next year. You got to go around the horn. I, I know. Hey, it's only nine months. That's not, not that's year. not too bad. That isn't <laughs> as bad as it could be. Oh, so you got a question for me. What do you got? I got an adult slash spiritual question. Okay. How do I slow down time? Mm. I don't know. I think it's because for the first time in my life I have stability. Mm-hmm. I have a roommate I like. 
I have a girlfriend I've been with for three years. I have a j- full-time job I've been at for three years. Mm-hmm. Days turn into weeks, turn into months. Totally. I don't like it. I don't either. I hate it. Am I doing something wrong? What's happening? No. I don't like this. Um, don't get depressed when you realize, if you start thinking back, like, oh my gosh, an entire week just went past. You can't let that get to you. Um, I remember hearing somebody make a quote just very recently about how you think that you can do more in a year than you can, but you think that you can do less or you can do more in 10 years than you think you can do, but you can't do as much in a year as you think you can do. Like we don't, we don't think far enough out sometimes Um, that if you get caught up in the, Oh my gosh, that entire week went by and I didn't get to any of the stuff I thought I was going to get to, or I didn't feel like I talked to anybody that I want to talk to or whatever. Start, like try to flip back to the 10 year thing. Like think of it in a right. bigger perspective, like um, start picturing the people in your head that maybe didn't start the thing that you know them for until they were in their fifties or sixties, you know, like, yeah. I mean, who, uh, the Harry Potter lady, didn't she like start writing when she was like yeah. in her forties or fifties or, or I don't know, I, late that 40s? sounds right. Yeah. We'll just say that that's true. Yeah. We'll make that happen. Yeah. That's reality now. I just said it out loud. J.K. Rowling was mm-hmm. 46 years old. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I just, um, I saw a headline like Rhett and Link from uh, Good Morning Good Mythi- Mythical. Mythical. Yeah, Morning. they were yeah. like. GMM. Yeah. The, I listen like, to Ear Biscuits, by the way. That's their is audio it? podcast. I don't, yeah, I just, saw, yeah, I just saw the title of a podcast yeah. pop up on Twitter, I think. Good Mythical Morning is a YouTube version of it. The okay. Video thing. Yeah. But they were like, what's it like to be 40? I'm like what do you mean you're 40? Like it it blows my mind to think that anyone that's successful on YouTube is like over 30. Yeah. And they're like, what's like to be 40. Yeah. So I I go through that too. I mean like I'm, I am now 40. I am a 40 year old man. And like, I, I do things that I, I, I analyze like, am I doing this? Like I'm trying to be youthful again, or am I doing these things because I want to keep living my life or like, it's like I have, I just got tattooed for the first time. Nice. In, in my 40s, I was yeah. like literally, you know, just like two months ago. Right. And that's not something most 40-year-olds do. You right. Know. Um, yeah. But and and I, you're you're smart enough to like, it's not like, ah, oh, midlife crisis. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, not, it's not that at all. Um, but you start to like, you get a, a nice perspective when you think bigger scale that 40 is not really that big of a deal. 50 will not really be that big of a deal. My mom was like 48 years old when she went back to school to get her nursing degree. Yeah. And like, it's all so relative nowadays. Like you can do, you can do a life changing thing yeah. in less than a year that like yeah. totally shifts the, the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean like she went from doing like she was a piano teacher and then she like messed around with a few things, but like she had left college to get married and like, she decided in her late forties, you know, it's time for me now to go back to school. And right. she did. And now, I mean, she's getting ready to retire after having 20 years of yeah. being in nursing and like, oh my gosh, that's an entire career there. Right. And yeah. she's not even to where I am now. Like right. I've still got eight years to where I'd be where she's at, you know, yeah. that it's when you start thinking about the small scale amounts of time, the days and the weeks that you, you really I mean, for me personally, anyway, I get, I started to get depressed when I think about crap. I didn't do, I had a list of four things I wanted to do this week and I didn't get to any of them. But then when I take that list and say, you know, this is the big picture for 10 years from now where I could be with this list, you start to feel better about it and know, okay, well, I'll just make one little tiny dent in this thing. Even if it's just thinking a thought out loud, right? you know, it's still something 
even if it's not, I didn't check this thing off my list. I still made this list a reality or I thought about this thing on my list. Yeah. It's in my head. It's still a positive yeah. thing. You'll never slow it down. Yeah. You'll never be able to make it. I, I don't think anyway. I don't think you can like, you can really soak in a day anymore. Yeah. Once you're, once you're working like, you know, a nine to five or where, you know, you, you have functional things you have to do during yeah. the day. It, you can't. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just so frightening how quickly it happened because, mm-hmm. you know, working retail, your schedule's different, your schedule's all over the place. It yeah. was a totally different feeling, and now it's, especially three years in, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, what is this? My but, first my first scary realization was when I, when I realized that the kids that were in kindergarten when I graduated high school, when they were done with high school, like, that no one in my mind is still, yeah. like... You know, I'm sure you've got people that you're still picturing in fourth grade that are probably mm-hmm. juniors in high school now. Yeah. Um, once they're gone, it's yeah. like, all right, it's just time to let's get out of that phase of thinking about time like that and right. move into a whole new world of of contribution. Right. And that's what Zeitgeist was, which we're doing again next year at Butler Springs. Um, that we all we all have this like. Um, we have a mission that we don't know we're in that we all have the job of contributing to our zeitgeist and you can contribute to your zeitgeist just by your attitude. I mean, it's not that you have to write a book within the next year or that you have to like produce some sort of amazing podcast, blog, YouTube channel that is changing the world by what it is. Um, if a hundred thousand people all just had a positive attitude and, and, smiled at one person you know you're, yeah. you're still affecting your zeitgeist you're making your world reflect your life mm-hmm. rather than letting some negative thing yeah. change it um that we can just incrementally just tiny little bits contribute all the time so if you think about the contributing and not about the changing yeah um yeah, i think that's a good point because i went from like the poorest, the saddest, the most depressed. I had no car. I was changing jobs to owning my own car for the first time, mm-hmm. starting a full-time job in an industry I love, mm-hmm. and starting a relationship with one of the coolest people I've ever met in two months. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about some transformative time. Right. And I think that's a, you know, a good point for me to think about is it's not a time for transformation mm-hmm. right now. It could be again. It will be, yeah. But right now, it's not because, like, I I did some adult refinancing recently because mm-hmm. I want to get all of my debt cleared away as quickly as I can, um, and I'm putting massive amounts towards that right now mm-hmm. to where like I'm at home. I'm not partying. I'm yeah. at home. Yeah. You know, I'm not going out to places, and it's it's all for the goal of 22 months from now uh-huh. I'll be able to afford a place on my own. Sweet. For the first time. I'll bring someone along with me, but yeah. you know it'll be my own place that I know I could afford if something were to happen, mm-hmm. and that's exciting. And some days it's frustrating because it's like, what do you mean it's 22 more months? But you're right; it's yeah. just like I'm gonna blink and it'll be time to get my own place. Yes. So. It, and you'll look back six years later and think, yeah, that was a very short 22 months, and right. And even if it doesn't even go by that plan, you're still yeah. thinking about it, and you know you're contributing to that. You're making that yeah. work. Yeah, um, and it's 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 taking 
mental headspace to stick to that. Yeah. Uh, the best metaphor for that is just thinking of everything as a garden. Like that you don't you don't just go out to the garden the first day, drop seeds in the ground and come back and just assume that there's gonna yeah. be some like you have to curate it, you have to like weed it, you have to water it. And like if we want some amazing crop to be produced, you know, you have to you've gotta just put into it. You gotta give it some time here and there and whenever you can you go find some time to right. water it or you know, you Yeah. Just even if it's just oh I gotta look at it and make sure it's okay today. Oh, there's no animals on it today. We're good. Right. Know? It's something that's right. you're you're gardening it. Yeah. And I, I think about the the people that I'm sure you know people in the world that they want their life to constantly be in a transforming stage where like everything has to be a drama of I've got to get rid of this and I've got to do this and yeah. those people end up in a lot of fights. Yeah. <laughs> I know people that live in that world yeah. and that's that's not where you want to be like yeah. there were there are times for transformation mm-hmm. and there are times for just gardening yeah and it's it's the thing that I always come back to is where I wanted to be two years ago mm-hmm. you know I wanted to be working a job in an industry I like with the same girl that I had a, I've had a crush on for a long time and mm-hmm. now I'm with her and it's awesome but like even two years ago I was like I want her I want this job <laughs> and I wanted to be able to afford video games and yeah. just hang out and play video games. And guess what? You know, I'm doing all those things. Yeah. And I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. You know, and there's there's some people that like to gamble. There's some people that like to right. do this and that. But for me, it's video games. And that's my little vice. And mm-hmm. I'll spend a little bit more than most people would on it. But, <laughs> you know, I'm still saving 60% of my stinking paycheck mm-hmm. to pay off all that debt, you know. So and, I'm, and I'm then, finding that balance. And then five years from now, you'll be really heavily into things that you realized were just like the background things mm-hmm. during this phase in your life, like things yeah. that you were, you consciously made an effort to do, like the diet stuff or whatever. Five years later, you realize, oh my gosh, that if I hadn't done that the way I did at the time that I did, right. I wouldn't be where I am now. And even if it's not a thing that was on your goal set list or yeah. whatever, it's it's just a passing yeah. thing. But you put effort into that thing too. Right. Yeah, or it like, all has a difference. You know, building that logo for that lady. Mm-hmm. You know, five years from now, I may have an awesome. I may you can put on your resume now that you are a graphic designer. Yeah, because you did that one logo. Yeah, because of working at a small business, it's so funny because my resume is so deep. Yeah, because I have my hand in everything, so it makes <laughs> it seem like I'm number three to company. Uh-huh. When I actually am number three to company, but a company of four. Of so four. it's like it depends on how you count that. But. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, we we just reached the one hour and thirty minute mark. On awesome. This. Yeah, uh, it will get cut down a little bit, for sure. Yeah. I don't think I want people to know my your multi million dollar. Yes, business. I'll okay. keep that t- between us in this boardroom. Okay. Um, any final remarks or thoughts or no um, statements to the world? This may be sacrilegious, but uh, I wrote on my notes, uh, Sean the Messiah. <laughs> And we're done. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just to to summarize why I did this for like the fifth time. It's just like I wanted to stress to you that like I've seen you for like six days Uh (laughs) total in my life. And like your impact on who I am as a person indirectly is far beyond what a lot of people have had on my life directly. And I wanted to give that testament to you to remind you of why you do this type of stuff. And it's it's definitely a shot in the arm for me to want to do more of it. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, with that, we will say goodbye from Lebanon, Ohio. 
this has been the whatever it was podcast be creative slash big acronym slash season two podcast mm-hmm. we are saying goodbye goodbye